Hi, today is February 11th, 2024, Super Bowl Sunday. I'm Tadagasawa. That means so much to us. Obviously, <laughs> you and I are huge football fans, and thus, well, that is why we are podcasting today. Well, it hasn't started yet. It's still a couple hours away. I mean, <laughs> okay. Well, then that conceivably, we're not as as big of not losers, but whatever, whatever we would classify ourselves as. Uh, yeah, we're not real sports ball fans, as they used to say on... Uh, God, I can't remember which show it was now, but those sports ball might be Stephen Colbert. Yes, yes. But be that as it may, I'm Todd Agassiwar, and you're still Dr. John Westfall. I still am. Uh, even though I was gone for a week, I, I return the same as I left. Uh, yep. I was down on the Mississippi coast, and I went there looking for all of the things that I usually find on the Mississippi coast, sun and relaxation. And I got some relaxation, but no sun. It was very, very, really? uh, yeah, kind of cold and well, it still a little is bit dreary. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, when you live in the South, winter is, is not something that you enjoy thinking about. <laughs> well, I'm even further south than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I know what you're saying and I hear you. And I think you grew up in snow country, um, as did I. I so. did. And I've had various people come up to me over the last few weeks. And when we bring up the weather uh, and yeah. say, you know, it's nice that it's getting warmer because it is slowly. Uh, I tell people that I enjoy that the weather is getting warmer. And they go, but you grew up somewhere that had snow. And I, my yeah. standard reply has been, yeah, but I didn't like it. <laughs> so, I don't, uh, you know, that's sort of what my, my mindset is. Yeah, I could deal yeah. with it, but I don't like it. <laughs> I hear you. I I feel the same, and I don't miss uh, shoveling snow and shedding, you know, ice off snow and ice off my boots when I come in, and mm-hmm. multiple layers. Yeah, we don't yeah. have any of that here in Hawaii. That's good. You're wise, wise people for not having it. <laughs> if we could figure out how to get rid of it, I think uh, we would. Except most of Mississippi likes a little bit of, you know, maybe one day a year that's got some. Some snow, but uh, yeah. I I don't particularly find that attractive. <laughs> okay. Well, if it snowed here, we'd be in deep, deep trouble. Be <laughs> <laughs> very you. confused. Yeah. yeah. We know climate change has has reached a turning point when it snows there. Uh, before I forget, I want to thank uh, Frank McPherson and Steve Hughes and Swen Johansson for joining me on for podcast four ninety five last week while John went on his super secret mission in search of uh, nice weather. Um, which I didn't get. But. Which you didn't get. Um, and um, and Don, Don couldn't make it, but we'll, we'll have Don Sorsonelli on and real soon. He's pretty busy, I think. Okay, speaking well, of busy. searching for his next adventure. So that exactly. is probably taking some time up. I can imagine. Um Speaking of busy, so Google's been busy changing names, uh, which mm-hmm. I, I really, I, you know, okay, so I liked the name or the branding of, of Bard, Google Bard, you know, their their AI tool set. Um, it was easy to spell. It's easy to remember. It's fast and easy to stay, say. Uh, Gemini, on the other hand, is too many syllables. Speaking of somebody with a lot of syllables in my surname, mm-hmm. too many syllables, too much typing. Yeah, you say, well, why don't you just bookmark it or, you know, whatever, fine. It's still too long to type. 
uh, for say podcast notes. <laughs> and, yes. uh, and I, I don't know. I don't like it, but, <laughs> but I guess it goes with, <laughs> with their twin theme, right? Google duet. Didn't they do it? I forget what they had, but, um, you know, they, they're Google and their names. They're, they're just as bad as Microsoft. Well, they're not, no, nobody's as bad as naming as Microsoft. Their names are terrible. Um, as, yeah. as we remember. You can't really beat that. Google, at least this made sense. It didn't come out of nowhere because they said the new model's name was Gemini. And right. yeah, I can kind of get behind that. But you're right. It's nothing compared to Microsoft. Microsoft just likes to add a lot of things onto it. You know, just keep throwing descriptors, adjectives where they don't belong. Google <laughs> just does strange things. Yeah. Windows Mobile 6 Pocket PC Edition, Windows Mobile 6 Smartphone Edition with and without keyboards, mm -hmm. uh, oh, V2, yeah. Yes, V2. well, that's Don't the important part, because yeah. that will be what trips you up. Back when I did a lot of Microsoft admin work, you would, you know, you find a support document that would talk about Windows Server 2003, right. whatever. You go, okay, well, this is going to work. And then you'd realize that, no, there was some minor thing like R2 or R7, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden that Service would throw everything one. off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you had to pay attention to the whole name just in case. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it's a lot like, um, oh, we should have Arnie, our buddy Arnie Hess on. Uh, we can talk about, you know, long German words, but uh, mm -hmm. compound words. Uh, yeah, in fact, my wife and daughter were in Austria this past week. And, and I did not go because, as you know, I, I quit traveling because I hate it. And, um, and they were like, I was explaining to them, you know, German compound words because they were running into stuff over there. Goes, oh, yeah, that's this, this, is this. This is why it's mm -hmm. so darn long. They just like it. Like, anyway, Google Gemini is was Google Bard. Um, I tried the image creator and I, I really like it. It's I like it better than Microsoft Designer, you know, part of their the copilot mm -hmm. being whatever, you know, their own branding issue over there at Microsoft. Uh the one thing I well, I don't I won't say I don't don't like, but I don't appreciate is that if you want the pro plan, you know, which you gotta pay for, and I get that part, I, I you know, I can appreciate the business model there. So the pro plan, Google Gemini Advance is basically 20 bucks a month and the way you get it is it's an add-on to google one google one which is you know their storage and some other goodies thrown mm -hmm. in not quite as good as apple one but um it's 20 dollars on top of that which is not too bad you know the the non-ai two terabyte plan which is the minimum that google one comes can be added to i think is a hundred dollars a year so you tack on 120 dollars a a year, you know, uh, 20 bucks a month, or sorry, $240 a year. Um, and I think it really comes out to like 1176 a month or something. Mm -hmm. um, because you get the two terabyte plan and all of that. But what you don't get is the, like, like Apple One, um, Google One, or whatever it's called, Google One ha is, is a family plan. So I think you can share it up to, or up to five people can share it. But, the AI premium is only attached to the admin plan. So it's, you know, so it's an extra fee, but not everybody in your family plan gets it. I don't know what it's like. If, you, if you're a workspace, I guess you got to pay for each person anyway, so it doesn't matter. But it would have been nice, you know, if 
Everybody mm-hmm. in your family plan, your Google One plan, could get it. I, I'm not planning to pay for it at the moment. The the free version is good enough for me so far. As is Microsoft Copilot's free version. Um, I don't know, John. What are you, are you guys going to get that included or not Google? But are you going to get the Microsoft I, thing included in your university? I'm not sure. Plan? We haven't heard anything about that, and so. You know, it's going to be really hard, and this is not just, I think, with any one of these current products, but once the AI ecosystem matures a little bit more, it's going to be very interesting to see what is worth paying for Mm -hmm. and what is not worth paying for. Because as we've, you know, if you've been getting into AI slowly, and I sort of liken this to back when you got into tech, you found your favorite tools. You found, yeah. uh, you know, a freeware app that did this and a shareware app that did this and that, whatever. And now it's sort of the same way with AI. Okay, I've got this tool that I really like that creates images. And I've got this right. tool that does text. And I've got this large language model and all that. And so if you've been following this, I don't know if you're going to be really the target market for the subscription services because you might already say, well, I can do this through this free tool and I've got these credits right. stored up with this and that. So it's going to be curious to me to see what ends up being worth it in a year from now when, um, you know, the, these are a little more mature. Of course, then I also wonder, will AI still be the hot thing in a year from now? Because every time the hot thing comes up, people think it's going to be the hot thing forever. It never is. So will <laughs> we swing back to AR VR with Apple yeah. Vision Pro and, and how it's doing, which we can yeah. talk a little bit about. We actually don't have that yeah. in the show notes, but. Uh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Let's, let's add it on. That. I was going to say, whatever happened to the metaverse, you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. Itself. <laughs> it might come back. And so I do wonder, uh, it's too early to tell if subscription AI will be a viable model, I think, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Definitely something to play yeah. with. I, I would say that Microsoft Copilot Professional, you know, the version you pay for, I think it's called Professional. I think that would be worth it to me if I were, you know, if I hadn't retired and I was still working. I think I would fight for budget to at least mm-hmm. get it for me <laughs> to, to play with. Um, because, I, you know, it's, it's integration. Microsoft Office, I think, would be especially valuable uh, for, you know, taking care of notes and spreadsheets and all that kind of good stuff. I'm not sure what it would do with PowerPoint. That'd be kind of interesting in itself because a PowerPoint, you know, wizard and slide design is already pretty darn good. Um, you know, without AI. But I would say that if in the enterprise, I think something like Microsoft Copilot Professional with its integration to Office would be valuable. And similarly, um, the the Gemini Professional might be the same if you're a workspace user. That said, you know, and we'll, we'll come to it a little, well, I guess we can kind of go to it now is one of the other things that was released is the Google Gemini app for Android. And I'm trying to see if I install I don't think I installed it on my phone. Did I? You'd think I would. But, um, oh, there it is. There's Gemini for. So Google Gemini came out for the, at least for the Pixel phones. Um, and it is a, it's a free app. And it lets you talk, type, talk, or share a photo. And I guess it, it does stuff. Basically, it's Google Assistant grown up. Um, mm-hmm. And... I, I'm kind of looking to see how much, because it's supposed to integrate with the free version. It's supposed to integrate with Gmail and some other Googly kind of things. So I'm looking forward to seeing what it does, but it's only on the phone as far as I can tell. So I don't know if that means I have to use it on the phone to get integration 
Gmail. I'm going to find out a little later after I play with it a bit. I just installed it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you one thing. The, the, the best place that it would have been useful to me would be the Google Pixel tablet, and it will, it will not run on it. It will install, but says I'm not compatible with it because, you know. Because why it's would still, you be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a Google product running Google Android and not compatible. Um, and, you know, that's where I think Apple did things right. You might remember, John, when the iPad first came out, there weren't very many iPad apps specifically, mm. but all the iPhone stuff, I mean, it looked kind of funny, you know, unless you increase the size to, to do the 2X thing, which, well, at least it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still stuff like that, in fact. But on the, on the Google ecosystem, the Google tablet, which I love, by the way, I love that tablet. It's really great. But the apps are terrible. Uh, things still won't, you know, size properly for it. But at any rate, so Google Gemini app, Runs in the Pixel 7, but not the Pixel tablet. Um, disappointing, because it would be a lot easier to, you know, have my aging eyes look on a nice big tablet instead of a little tiny smartphone. Uh, speaking of things that are not happy, uh, well, maybe not maybe not, not happy, but, uh, you know, one of the, so I've been playing with Google Gemini. Well, I've been playing with Google Bard a lot, and since it renamed itself last week, you know, I continue to play with it more to get a feel with it. And, you know, I asked it, I asked it something... Uh, Oh, I know. I asked Google Gemini to summarize some of the most notable technology news stories in the past week. And it did a pretty good job. But you know what I didn't say was I really was interested in personal technology, not technology in general. So it said some really cool stuff that I knew nothing about, but um, wasn't what I was particularly looking for. So I amended it to say personal technology. And, And Google Gemini says, oh, my apologies. I misunderstood your previous request, blah, 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 blah. And it says, many wouldn't directly impact personal technology users like you and me. Like you and me? Hello? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, Gemini, at least it has an inflated view of itself. That's good. I like AI models that have high self-confidence and (laughs) self-worth. So, so the question now is, has uh, Google Gemini achieved, uh, what's the word, sentience? <laughs> Wait until it says many wouldn't directly impact novice technology users like you. <laughs> you know, wait until it starts giving slightly more Snarky. on the nose. Yeah. Uh, that said, and I put some links in there, or I put a link in there for you, John. Um, mm mm-hmm. So you can see what it, it recommended, and I'm kind of clicking on it now. Uh, I wonder if it changed it. Before. I don't think so. I think it's stored. So it says uh, Galaxy S23 leak from you know Samsung's new smartphone, uh, WhatsApp end-to-end encryption, foldable phone sales increase. You know, from I don't know half a percent to one percent. I don't know. Uh, Spotify premium price hike. Are you a Spotify user? I don't think so. I'm not either. I'm no, not. I'm not. But I'm very interested in the second item under emerging technologies. Under emergency, ah, yes, Apple VR headset room. And yeah, the second and third things, right? So the second yeah, and third so, things, go ahead. But here's the thing, Apple VR headset rumors continue to swirl about a potential Apple VR headset release later this year. Yeah, Didn't Apple just come out with what could be considered a VR headset? Um, I'm, I'm wondering what the date that this language model is using to, to you know, because obviously you said something current, I would right. I would expect that to be up in mobile and devices that right. Apple Vision Pro came out this last week. Not 
oh yeah, there might be an Apple thing on this later this year. Unless that's Google just being really snarky. (laughs) We're not going to talk about Vision Pro at all. (laughs) But Copilot got it. I'm looking at your results for Copilot. And number one, Apple's new face computer for work, which is a a nice way to put it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and 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 I I said, well, it would would be fair to just ask Copilot the same thing. And I think personally, in this case, I think uh, Copilot did a, a less comprehensive job. It's only got five items versus the fifteen or so that Google provided. But I thought that the uh, that the 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 five items that um, Microsoft Copilot provided were kind of on the nose things that you know you and I would be interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, except maybe, well, maybe you might mention the ski skates that fit in your backpack, which I thought was interesting if I lived in a wintry area and I did have skis yeah, and cross country stuff in the old days, but I've never skied or ice skated because the idea of intentionally trying to reduce the amount of friction between me and the ground <laughs> has never seemed that good of an idea. I've been tempted to roller skate or rollerblade. Yeah, yeah, up, yeah. But that's sort of similar to biking and other things where I have wheels. But this idea so, of reducing my particular surface tension to the ground doesn't so, seem as good. So when you're a kid, you know, having grown up in a place where it snows and things like I did, did you never ever remove your snow boots and just kind of slide across the pond in your shoes? I've done that. Uh I think I did once or twice, and I don't think it ended poorly, but <laughs> it didn't seem it didn't seem like a good idea for a sustained <laughs> long life. But I was also the kid that never saw the appeal in any of the weird things. Like, you know, it never seemed like a good idea to light a bunch of leaves on fire and put them near my mouth, but yet a bunch oh. of kids <laughs> thought that was a good idea to try. So, you know, we're talking we're, real take leaves, random... You know, like take random substances that people gave me and said, hey, you know, ingest this into your body. That'll be a good idea. That never seemed like a good idea either. So I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. And yet that's how the pharmaceutical industry started. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, one um, of my favorite uh, observations when you look at homeopathy and, you know, homeopathy is all placebo. There's no active ingredients in homeopathic medicines. Right. And... uh I, you know, it's because at the time when it developed in the 1800s, it was actually safer to drink clear, clean water than anything your, you know, doctor at the time might have prescribed to you. That that was likely to be problematic to you. So it's understandable how homeopathy took off. Why it persists today is psychological in nature, not physiological, but. Yeah. Well, speaking of old days, though, I think I read somewhere that leeches were making a comeback, but, uh, you know, as a surgical implement. But what I was what I was going to say was uh, uh, on a non technical note. I remember once sliding across a little pond, and it was very little and very shallow. There's no danger involved, you know, aside from getting cold and frostbitten if I broke through. But uh, I remember sliding across, coming to a stop, and noticing that the ice beneath me was starting to crack, and I slowly backed up because <laughs> it's a little thin where I ended up. But anyhow, anyway, the other things in its list are managing phone notifications. Um, and that's just sort of a how-to, not so much something new. Shared Spotify account challenges. And the one that's the one that's really interesting is the Amazon Prime subscription evaluation, which I, to me, it's 
you know, I, I do so much stuff on it. I'm not going to give it up. I am, I am waiting to see commercials start appearing in my prime video feed and forcing me to pay $2.99 and 99 cents a month extra, but that hasn't happened yet. I'm still not getting commercials in Amazon prime video. So, so yay me. Anyway, which, 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 uh, so which set of, of technology news items do you prefer the Gemini? I'd probably go with Copilot. Copilot, probably Copilot. Uh, mm, I don't know. I, Gemini would be my second. I'm not a big fan of, uh, the response that Gemini gave just because it seems a little out of date and it missed Apple vision pro, which seems like it was the biggest thing on tech this last week. Right. In terms the of one, what you saw on YouTube. The one other thing is uh, the, the co the Gemini, the Gemini response doesn't have links to the source sources. So we don't know what it's referring to. And it says Apple VR headset rumors. I mean, it could be because mm -hmm. technically the, Technically, the Vision Pro is not a VR headset, right? It's a it's a AR AR headset. So maybe you're talking about a cheaper well, Apple VR. Won't even use VR AR as terms. Yeah, they true. use spatial computing, but yeah. it's a VR headset. Yeah. I mean, it's well, not it's really a AR because, well, yeah, it's got pass through, but it you don't yeah. actually see through it. You see the video feed uh, at yeah. extremely low latency. So yeah, and maybe the AR glasses is something. You know, similar. Although it says Microsoft, oh, that's Microsoft, Microsoft and Qualcomm. Uh, I think Microsoft's didn't Microsoft have something, some kind of Halo thing or whatever? I forget they're working. I mean, a uh, hundred thousand things that we'll never remember. It's yeah. Uh, speaking of the Vision Pro, um, I'm I I I can't justify spending a bazillion dollars, <laughs> thirty five hundred dollars plus plus prescription plus carrying case, blah, blah, blah. Let's call it 4,000. And that's for the low-end model with only 128 gigabytes of, I think it's 128 gigabytes of storage. Um, I can't I can't justify that. But I am dangerously close to pulling the uh, credit card trigger <laughs> for Rocket, <laughs> R-O-K-I-D, ER headset. Um, so... I'm, I'm getting well, we'll, we can talk more about that. Let's finish our AI wrap up uh, okay. and roundups and such, and then we'll we'll talk about AR, VR, glasses, R, whatever. Yeah. So, what have you been doing? Anything different with? I mean, um, you've been playing with it a lot. Well, yeah. I uh, my little project that I've started working on that I put an example just for you and I in the uh, the chat, and I'll kind of move it up here so that we've got it sure uh, in order where we're at. Uh, I've been interested for a while in print-on-demand and drop-shipping businesses, and I've had some domain names that I thought would be perfect for them. And so yesterday, we went to a coffee shop, and I had done some reading, and I thought, okay, I'm going to play around with this. So I went and started playing around with one of the big e-commerce platforms on the internet and realized it, in about an hour and a half, I had a drop shipping and print on demand business up and running, huh. which was a bit shocking. And it was even more shocking to see the ways that AI is, is coming into play. So the picture that I put in uh, the chat is of a shirt uh, that is surrender ye catnip. And it is a pirate cat that uh, is demanding catnip be surrendered. Uh, Needs an iPad. Cat. What? The cat needs an eye patch. Uh, yes. I Well, I could add that in the next version. I mean, his name is Captain Whiskerbeard. 
and Captain Whiskerbeard was generated by AI. His name was generated by AI. Oh, really? Uh, the uh, yeah, and so it was pretty quick to to do up the picture of his ship, which is on the back of his shirt, uh, mm-hmm. was also generated by AI. The uh, other aspects, so the same company that will print on demand Captain Whiskerbeard also has an AI generator for images. So I took some of their scented candles and themed them the way I wanted and gave it a prompt and it came up with a graphic for the label. It is just kind of creepy how fast you can spin these things up. Now, of course, whether this actually becomes something that makes any money for me will be if I market it properly and those sorts of things. That That's where you have to still put in some legwork, although not as much given all the integrations. But I do think AI, this is one of those examples where you sort of see AI leveling the playing field in terms of rapid rollout and rapid production because my plan right now is play around with this for about a week order some sample products so i can you know have them and show them off and then by the end of february start promoting and and running ads and see if i can get a little bit of traction because i'm not looking to get rich but i'm looking to have you know some kind of fun with this and i've also (laughs) come up with interesting promotions you know uh, there's missed opportunities and promotions a lot for online retail so that that's been my extent of playing with AI or AR or yeah AI recently. So many A acronyms. I find it interesting that this uh, merchandising company has its own AI ish set of tools. Mm-hmm. Just I, yes. I thought when you said you had AI, dude, I thought you used Copilot or Gemini or you know ChatGPT or whatever. A little bit of that, yeah, uh, a little bit of that. But also uh, the company has its own. Uh, stuff. So since I'm not ready to like live launch it, I'll just put a uh, a link in the chat for you to kind of go look at the okay. particular store at this point. Uh, but you'll see that there's products there that are print on demand, and there's also products there that are uh, drop ship. And of course, drop shipping you can basically get anything you want that is made in China. And get it, uh, you know, <laughs> branded if you'd like, or get it shipped. So I'm kind of putting together uh, collections that are both uh, print-on-demand and also accessories that would go with them. Now, for those candles, can you do custom scents? I was thinking, you know, did you read about the Dorito-scented candles that came out last year? But I did not. Those come with just uh, five particular scents. But, of course, okay. you can uh, you know, brand them however you like, as I've done with the ones I have available. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting world these days. I don't know uh, how successful of a world it would be, but it's certainly fun to play with. I am looking at the stuff you've got there. That is fun. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. And speaking <laughs> speaking again of, well, not necessarily AI, but going back to the Vision Pro, what do you think? I mean, I didn't buy one. I know somebody who uh, actually well, did. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of the video coverage on yeah. the Vision Pro because I was very confident I wanted to buy one. And I still am not completely convinced I don't. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, you know, I watched Marcus Brownlee's uh, videos. He has about an hour of video one. content now on there. Yeah. And, uh, but what was interesting to me was uh, Casey Neistat put out a video that had him walking around New York with the I Vision I saw that. Pro. Yeah. And did you see him go into the Krispy Kreme and interact with dinosaurs? No, I didn't see that part. 
So he went into a Krispy Kreme, and at one point he is literally doing the interact with dinosaurs, and so it's the demo that Apple put out where the, the right. butterfly comes and lands on your right. finger, and he's got the donut, and he's holding the donut, and the, the right. butterfly comes and lands on his donut. And he was talking at the end of it about the broader picture of spatial computing, as Apple calls it, this idea that you would take your computer kind of wherever you're at. And of course, he acknowledges that this would not be very useful at your desk, but it's very useful when you're traveling. It's very useful when you're out in oh, public. Yeah. And just sort of two th- two statements he made that made me think about it. One was kind of this whole idea of psychologically, this is what we've been promised for 15 years, that it's a new way of interacting with computers. Right. That is, you know, not exactly polished yet, but the first smartphones weren't very polished and the first tablets yeah. were not very polished. Sure. And the second thing he noted that has sort of made me not buy the Vision Pro is he had a line in there where he said, this is the worst Vision Pro that Apple will ever make. (laughs) And, you know, when you think about first-gen iPhone and first-gen iPad and even first-gen Apple Watch and first-gen AirPods, yeah, they are all the worst version that Apple ever made of those products. Yeah. But Apple is not a one-and-done company. It's very True. rare that they release one version and they go, well, that didn't work, and they never release another. So unlike Google, that likes to throw stuff out there, and if it doesn't stick, they just they move on. I am thinking that the Vision Pro 2 is already halfway through its development cycle, probably with launch targets next year. So. That seems I will be very curious to see where this goes. Uh, I'm very impressed by the latency. Uh, people, you know, playing games and catching objects. That 12 millisecond latency is just crazy for the pass through. Yeah. And uh, I'm very interested. I I think the biggest complaint I've heard so far is the weight, and I get that. You know, it, the thing is heavy. It's front heavy, but. Um, for me, my plan would be laying in bed watching movies on the ceiling. So I don't know if I would care so much about the weight, uh, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came up also with the conclusion: if you were single, this would be the ultimate product for you. You wouldn't need to buy a TV. You wouldn't need <laughs> to buy a, a big monitor. You know, if you're just hanging out What's watching it? stuff and you live in the Mac ecosystem, I mean, imagine yeah. a person going off to college or yeah. going out on their own for the first time, they have their iPhone and maybe they have an Apple watch and maybe they have yeah. a MacBook. This yeah. is the logical fourth item that you would get that would give you everything. You consume all your content on it. You could do work on it from your MacBook. Um, that's not a bad, if you think about all together, that's about five, well, about $6,000 worth of products. True. It's not bad not having to buy television and surround sound and, you know, big monitor and, and all those other things that and you know, we have in our homes. And in a typical bachelor pad, um, and I don't know what yours looked like before you got married, but mine was pretty sparse. Um, you know, you wouldn't have to have any wall decorations or anything because, you know, if you could do like a second life kind of thing or ready player one. Uh, you yeah. can just say, well, I'd like a painting there, and I'll change it every day to my favorite painting of the day. And it'll just be on the wall, yeah. and I'll look you at it. You have an app my... that would do it. Yeah, and it'd just be a blank wall, but to you, it, you'd have a fully, you know, decorated home. <laughs> I mean, Apple already has the, uh, you know, featured photos of the day, which is really kind of uh, getting creepy, I think, in some of what it can do. Uh, a few times now, I have been hanging out with people I don't see very often 
and but I have their location available. Right. So I, I, and I've noticed that they show up on my Apple featured photos the, those days. It's sort of like, oh, the last time you hung out with so and so. I don't know if there's some information sharing there where it's like, oh, you're back, you know, seeing so and so for the first time in three months. Let's look at some previous memories of <laughs> the two of you together. But that would not surprise me at all if that is what it's doing. Well, you know, uh, Animal, golly, what was that game my daughter used to play when she was little? Animal, not Animal Planet. Crossing? Yes, Animal Crossing, where, you know, they had a community thing, right? So she and her little friends would have, like, little animal communities, and they would somehow share it over the internet or something. Or maybe they had to be in person. Maybe it had to be proximity. But I remember her t- this. she was, like, seven years old. She would tell me, oh, look, my, my dog says he's missing my friend's cat or something, you know, because they hadn't played together in a week. And so there are two Nintendo DSs had not communicated, and the animals had not <laughs> seen each other. <laughs> And I haven't seen so and so in a while. <laughs> um, the other thing I would just speaking of Ready Player One, if you look at the movie poster for Ready Player One, um, the headset that that uh, on, on the on the on you know the person's head, main character's head, looks pretty darn close to a Vision Pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I do think it's interesting that Apple has been uh, very conscientious about not uh, showing the strap that most people tend to like better, the strap that goes yes. over the head as well as around the back. Uh, yeah. It doesn't look very Apple-y, but I think it's the one that uh, that people can deal with for a longer period of time. Yeah, that is... Yeah, some I, of the videos... I, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, some of the videos where people are trying to immerse themselves are very interesting to me. And I think like the one that be... drove around in a Tesla with the, well, that's just idiocy. But, <laughs> uh, Ryan Trahan did a video where he spent 50 hours wearing a vision. Ooh, Pro. That sounds painful. And, yeah. Um, uh, and kind of funny, uh, given the app ecosystem for it. Cause he also did not want to use his iPhone or his Apple watch at the time. Yeah. So I think there's some interesting, uh, Things to learn from these, you know, the Casey Neistat wandering around New York. And oddly enough, people uh, in the wild, when they see them, are not, you know, as mocking of them as you might think. Very few, you know, it's mostly curiosity. So I think that's a good sign for Apple that it's not, oh, that looks stupid. It's more, huh, let me see what that's about. So I think Ready Player One prepared the general public for (laughs) the Vision Pro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Apple secretly funded that movie and uh <laughs> so, okay, we're gonna would get people like, me. thinking this is cool, you know. So when the apocalypse hits, everybody will have a vision pro and they'll be fine. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I I you know again like well I don't know about like you, but similar to you, I'm not sure I'm gonna get one. I'm definitely not getting this one, but uh some future version, like I didn't get the first iPhone, I didn't get the first iPod. I didn't get the first Apple Watch. The only thing, only first generation mm-hmm. Apple product I bought, I think, might have been the Mac Mini and the iPad, and that's it. Yeah, even the Apple II. Yeah, I have a first version. I had the first gen iPad and the first gen Apple Watch, first gen AirPods. Uh, I did not have the first gen iPhone. Oh, because yeah. it was only on AT and T, and I did not have AT and T at the time. And I switched. I came relatively. <laughs> I came relatively late to the MacBook ecosystem. I got my first MacBook in 2009. Yeah. So, but I, we'll see. It's curious I, to watch. 
I think the Rocket at I think it's three ninety nine or four ninety nine somewhere in that price range, which is still slightly painful, but it does have mm-hmm. the diopter adjustments for glasses wearers like me, so I don't have to get prescriptions specifically for my headset, which I would have to do for the Vision Pro. Um, so I think I might get that. I'm gonna go talk to my friend Jared Kuriva, who I've done a, a couple of mini podcasts with on this topic, and get his current views on. Because you know he's bought like everything except the Vision Pro. <laughs> His current mm-hmm. use. I was also I was also greatly tempted to buy the Meta um, Quest Three, but looking at it, it looks so darn heavy. Then I thought, eh, would I actually wear that, especially in the summer in Hawaii, where I don't have air conditioning in my home, and uh, that mm-hmm. would be just way too hot to wear. So um, I think the Rocket looking i'm gonna consider it for another couple of weeks we're, we're almost mid middle of this month so maybe in march i'll again pull the credit card trigger and say okay here's my hard-earned cash um, please send me one i still think you should apply to nsf for a grant for this stuff but <laughs> <laughs> all right uh and i guess the last thing i wanted to mention to you because uh, because at first i thought it was interesting and then i uninstalled it is uh, Microsoft PC Manager. Now, it's it's got some bad press from folks who initially said, why, you know, it already has a lot of this stuff or you can do it at Power Toys or whatever. But I like having all-in-one dashboards of, you know, that kind of collect functionality. And so it ha- it can do a screenshot eh, has of audio recorder. All the stuff already exists, right? It launches Notepad calculator. Um, it also has some memory management stuff. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem for me was that after installing it and testing it, some web pages like LinkedIn, which is owned by Microsoft, LinkedIn would not consistently render in the Chrome browser hmm. or Edge. I thought, well, maybe they just don't like Chrome because, you know, Microsoft. But I tried yeah. the Edge browser, which is based on Chromium, um, and it would render in that thing either. So I uninstalled it and it renders fine. So, you know, good A, B, B, A test. So I uninstalled it. It's too bad because I like the memory boost and a few other things. But uh, eh. Um, also, it kind of froze during installation. I have a screenshot of it freezing when I tried to install it the first time. I had to reboot my PC, Windows 11 PC. I had to reboot it. and eh. So, oh, well, it was a nice idea for a dashboard. Did you... Uh, Try oh you don't run Windows at all anymore right yeah I I looked at it and it's interesting but I have not uh, I really don't have any Windows I have a Windows virtual machine I could have played with yeah. it on but I don't really have much use yeah. for it on that but it's kind of cool the idea that you're you would get um, a little bit in terms of what a corporate uh, admin might have on the home side of things yeah uh, dashboard yeah. of health yeah I really like the concept um, and also I think. Uh, one of the other, uh, there's an article I read, I forgot to link it, uh, that said that, hey, you know, if you install Microsoft PC Manager, do note it's sending data to China. I think it was developed mm. by Microsoft's Chinese arm. So that kind of mm. makes sense. It's sending telemetry back. But that person writing the article seemed uncomfortable by the idea of sending data to China, which I understand. You know, I, I'm I'm uncomfortable with it sending data anywhere that I don't, that they don't tell me about and give me an option to, yes. you know, opt in or opt out. So there's that. Um, but for those interested, go take a look for Microsoft PC Manager. It's free. Um, don't install it on everything because, you know, that's how I could I could tell that something was wrong with it. 
because stuff was rendering fine, or LinkedIn especially was rendering fine on other computers, but just not on that one I was testing Microsoft PC Manager on. Yeah, and that's about it. Hey, we're heading to my podcast 500 soon, John. We're going to see if we can get some yes, of our friends. Yes, uh, it'll be exciting to, to see what we come up with and who we sucker into yeah. being on podcast 500. <laughs> yeah, which is coming. It's just for 96, so you know, within the next month or so, depending on your travels and you know other things in the world, uh, all things being equal. So that mm. is about it. Podcast 496 is in the can. Thank you, John. As usual, happy Super Bowl Sunday. Hope yes, as you celebrate it as well. Celebrate it <laughs> in whatever manner you feel is appropriate. <laughs> and we will talk to you next time.